All right, we are back, and joining us now from the phone is, oddly enough, our good friend, Dr. Andy Jones. Welcome back, Dr. Andy. Hello, Dr. Doug. Good to talk to you again. Well, it was nice, I think, to, to dig out. That was, our, I believe, our, our 13th show done on, on Radio Parallax in September of '02, and uh, talking about Philo Farnsworth and sad about the passing of his wife, but I'm, I think it's good that we can uh, pay them the tribute that they, they are due. She certainly had a long, rich life and has done a fair amount of work of uh, reestablishing her husband's good name as an important inventor of uh, 20th century America. Yes, indeed. I really appreciate the fact that we, we snuck off on assignment for KDVS and visited the site on Green Street in San Francisco near the KGO studios where they first did that broadcast in, in 1927. It was mentioned in the obituaries, uh, sending that image from Berkeley to, to San Francisco and and uh, it was the 75th anniversary of that in, 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 uh, in 2002. And it's sad to say that there weren't too many people that actually were there from the media, but KDVS was. Absolutely. And now the passing of the first woman on television. You think that this would make uh, more news in other traditional news outlets? That's true. She was quite literally the first woman on TV. Well, um, we should talk about, uh, I think, the writer's program over at UC Davis. It struck me uh, a couple days back when I was fortunate enough to be interviewing your colleague, Sasha Abramsky, over on Insight that, uh, that uh, you guys worked together on that, and I, and I don't know much about it, and maybe our listeners don't either, so you should fill us in. Well, the university writing program with that title is only a couple years old. For It was only a couple years ago that the writing program, formerly called the composition program, broke away from the English department so that it could have some more autonomy. And it did this for a number of reasons. Some people say that there was always a kind of uneasy relationship between a program that focused mostly on teaching literature classes and a program that taught students how to write and how to think critically. And uh, so these days, we not only have uh, a huge number of, of classes that focus on uh, preparing students to do the writing that they'll need to do in their uh, junior and senior classes at UC Davis, but we have a very successful pre-professional writing program. Right now, uh, two-thirds of our classes are held in computer classrooms uh, for upper division classes, and these are classes such as uh, writing in science, writing in the health sciences, business and technical writing, English for educators, which is a class that I teach quite often, uh, writing for publication, which is as close to a journalism class as we have at UC Davis. And so we're able to provide students a wide array of choices to prepare them for the sort of writing tasks that are going to await them after they graduate from our fair university. And I imagine by now you've put quite a few students through the program. Absolutely. Well, the, the previous iteration of the program, the composition program, has been around for decades now. But uh, students really do appreciate the individualized attention that they get from the uh, faculty within the university writing program, partly because the classes are all capped at 25 students or fewer which means that the faculty can provide students with uh, detailed comments on their writing. 
and the students in turn are expected to write 6,000 words, which is about 25 graded pages over the course of a quarter. So it's very intense, but because of that, students form uh, close working relationships with their peers and with their professors, and they come out much stronger writers than they came into the university. Well, I wish I would have been able to take advantage of such a program uh, back when I was an undergraduate. I think you've made up for it since (laughs) in terms of your intense, self-studying, autodidactic (laughs) enterprise to uh, continue excellent communication with people throughout the Sacramento Valley using multiple radio stations that are at your disposal. (laughs) Well, by God, I will strive to continue to be autodidactic whenever possible. I think we all should. <laughs> well, uh, certainly uh, it was fun talking to, to Sasha Abramsky. I think we need to bring him over here onto KDVS, and I think he'd be perfect for, uh, for Ron and, uh, and, and Richard on Friday. He'd be a natural fit, and that's one of the, the pleasures of working in the university writing program, and that is that when uh, excellent uh, authors and teachers of writing end up in the Davis, Sacramento, or Bay Area, Sometimes we get to grab them for a couple years and share their expertise with our students. And when one of them has a, a new book project, as uh, Sasha Abramsky's book, Kant, is, uh, then we all get to benefit either from, for instance, the reading that he gave this past uh, Tuesday evening in Sacramento or the readings that he has coming up at the UC Davis bookstore and then again at Berkeley's Black Oak Books. I think both of those are on May 16th, if I remember correctly. You know, we'll have to get him, like I say, on, on, on the KDVS. I think he'd be a welcome addition. He'd be a natural fit, and he's providing uh, a close look at Bush administration, Republican politics, that uh, other listeners to other radio shows might not necessarily have either the patience for or the uh, political inclination to to uh, review everything that Sasha has discovered about how things work with uh, especially presidential politics. It was kind of nice to get some feedback from from the Bay Area listening to that the, the, with Sasha over an insight that boy that was the first I'd I'd heard of this uh, I, I was I received uh, the message and I thought well if she'd been listening to KDVS um, she'd have heard about that before. Exactly. As we kind of discovered over and over again during the fundraiser, we provide the sort of services at KDBS that listeners are not going to find elsewhere, especially not in the San Francisco, or excuse me, in the Sacramento area. And so it's a, a resource that's uh, worth all of the investment that people have made in us. Very, very, very smooth segue, Dr. Andy, right into the fund drive. I'm impl- I'm. I'm, I'm pleased. <laughs> no, we should we should say that we want to thank all of our listeners for what they uh, what they did for us last week, and we were able to achieve our goal of sixty five thousand dollars. I was certainly skeptical that we'd reach that goal. I know that uh, you did very well on your show, but we certainly hadn't made even fifty thousand. I think by Friday. But those folks over the weekend, I guess they uh, they called their parents, they called in some <laughs> chips, and we reached our goal. Well, our, our general manager to be, Drake Martinet, appears to have uh, pulled some sort of rhinoceros out of a hat. I don't know what, he, what he's doing, but, uh, you know, uh, but God bless him. Absolutely. Smash he's the got, record. Uh, either relatives with deep pockets <laughs> or uh, he's been blackmailing people. I'm not sure which, but I'm very pleased with the result. 
And a final item, we should plug uh, something that's near and dear to your heart. A poet, Jane Hirschfeld, will be in Sacramento at the uh, Sutter Cancer Center this, this evening between 7 and 8.30. We interviewed her earlier today on uh, Insight, and I guess she's quite accomplished in the field. Well, you know, I feel a, a great burden trying to present all of the poetry events to local listeners all on my own on Dr. Andy's Poetry and Technology <laughs> Hour. And so I was delighted when you, on Capital Public Radio, shouldered some of that burden to let people know about this important poet who is reading this evening, uh, Thursday night, at the Sutter Cancer Center, Jane Hirschfeld, really uh, an important and striking poet, one whose language never ceases to surprise, amaze, and, uh, and make one contemplate all the mysteries of life. So I think uh, if, if it's not already on your calendar, listeners, to Radio Parallax, then add it. Go out and see Jane Hirschfeld. She'll be a, uh, a great event and something that you won't soon forget. Well, I, I second the motion. Dr. Andy, it's, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much, Doug. I always enjoy appearing on your show and because uh, it means that uh, finally KDVS is getting a, a dynamic interviewer much more than myself <laughs> and uh, it's nice to keep the, the pace uh, going strong well you may, you may be the record holder I think you and, and Sean Mitten are near, near the top of appearances on the show we're glad to have you it's been all about breaking records this past week I'm glad I could play a part alright Dr. Andy good luck we'll listen to you next Wednesday at 5 o'clock right here on KDVS see you then Doug thanks okay. very much all right, and for our final item of the day, we would like to uh, note that we hope to have author Michael Pollan on the program uh, the week after next, or perhaps the week after that. Uh, Michael Pollan has written The Botany of Desire, a fantastic book we have uh, spoken about at length on this program, and it currently has in uh, bookstores The Omnivore's Dilemma, A Natural History of Four Meals. As we speak, Michael Pollan is in Winters. Uh, he's attending a benefit for the Center for Land-Based Learning, uh, which, uh, which operates programs around the state to connect high school students to their food supply and to offer place-based lessons on the need for a productive relationship with nature that is also sustainable and healthy. I know this is a benefit event and that advanced purchases were suggested, but nevertheless, if you are over in Winters, I know this is something that may interest uh, some of you. And uh, if you haven't found out about it already, I, the wine and cheese reception is at 5265 Puta Creek Road. UC Davis itself was founded, of course, as the University Farm for the Berkeley campus of the University of California. It is off, it is throughout the years had a very close relationship with agriculture and uh, we think the center for land-based learning is a good group and we may uh, uh, we may seek to bring its founder Craig McNamara on the show in the future he's been an organic walnut farmer in winters for more than 25 years that's it for today's show. Uh, this program was produced by Edward McMillan. I'm Douglas Everett. This has been Radio Parallax. Uh, we will see you next Thursday at 5 o'clock. Now, stay tuned for Todd, although I think Todd is a substitute. At any rate, stay tuned for fine musical programming to resume at 6 p.m.